Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com. Welcome to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach, Christopher McCollum. Hey, welcome back to The Coaching Show. This is Alex Terranova. As you can tell, listening to the podcast before, I am not Christopher McCullough. Uh, Christopher is not here due to the quarantining and lockdown in California, um, but he is well and he is fine. Uh, and I am stepping in from the co-hosting space into the, I don't know, master space. And um, we're going to introduce our co-host in just a second. But I wanted to just uh, if you've listened before, you probably know a little bit about who I am. Uh, if you have not, uh, my name is Alex Terranova. I also have a podcast on the Accomplishment Media Network called the Dream Mason Podcast and another podcast called Flip the Lens Podcast. I've been a coach for about five years. You can find me on Instagram at inspirationalalex or at thedreammason.com. I work with leaders, creators, innovators, successful people that really want to ratchet it up and carve some more greatness out of their lives. And I am really lucky to have been mentored and trained by Christopher himself, uh, I don't know, five years ago-ish, and feel really fortunate to be sitting here holding this space and working with him. And today our co-host is somebody who I actually got to be trained with and has become one of my best friends and just great, you know, she's family and uh, colleague in this world and really successful. And let me introduce her. So our co-host today has been on the show before. Her name is Kaylin McDuff. Kaylin works with female executives, leaders, and entrepreneurs to support them to align their lives, businesses, and leadership to be an extension of their feminine desire. She built her career in New York, which is where we met. She worked at LinkedIn at that time, but recently she moved to California and she's created a conscious community house. She also works with companies to cut out the chase and have them in a conversation that matters to stop talking around problems and create a new conversation. Kaylin is super passionate about pleasure and community, and she is also still involved with the Accomplishment Coaching Coach Training Program as a leader in training here in San Diego. What's up, Kaylin? Hi, Alex. Good to, good to be with you, buddy. <laughs> your uh, your high Alex is so familiar and it's so, um, it's so personal. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. How are you? Uh, oh, let me throw this in really quick. If you want to know more about Kaylin, so as we go forward and you're you're digging her vibe and her brilliance, you can go to kaylinmcduff.com. So C A I L C A I L I N M C D U F F dot com. Get that correct spelling. I love it. What's going on in LA? How are you doing your, your lockdown? I'm locked down in San Diego. You're locked down in LA. How are you managing, handling all of everything that's going on right now? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, um, it has been a ride. Um, we, so, you know, I'm, I'm in a house with, uh, with my other roommates and I'm so grateful to be in this with them. Um, you know, as you know, I like I lived in New York alone for eight years. And I, one of the reasons I came to really the main reason I came to LA was, you know, for this house and creating community. And I am just like more grateful than ever um, for that. Like, it's, uh, you know, it's ups and downs, but I have, um, I have people around me who can actually like help me get my needs met. You know, the other night I was like, I just need to be cuddled and held and like have someone rub my hair. <laughs> and like, I have people around me that are like willing, you know, to do that. Um, we're making meals together. We're going on walks. Um, but we've actually been like in the house, you know, pretty much in just the neighborhood for about 10 days now. And we feel prepared um, but it's, it's like, you know, as coaches, like we are trained to, to be in the unknown and we've just never been in a place where the entire world is in this much unknown. So there's a ton of possibility and it's scary. And just yeah. being with that, you know? 
I love that you said, I feel the same exact way about, I live with my cousin who you know, and is a very successful coach in her own right. And we've been doing the same thing. It's like, we have, we've been making dinners together. Like I'll take, I'll do it one night. She does it another night, but we're being really specific about how we kind of like, you know, like support each other and listen to each other and give each other space. And somebody asked me what I was grateful for the other day during this time. And like, they actually were asking cause they were like, I want to start practicing gratitude and I don't know how. And they said that it felt kind of fake to do it right now. And I was like, you know what, right now I'm grateful that I have like a roommate that I love. Yeah. How much would it suck to not be in that? Or like, I'm grateful for my limbs and like my body parts that work the way they're supposed to. And like that, the bed that I get to sleep in and that I'm not, you know, stuck in a, in a situation with people that I don't love or don't like, or, a, you know, uh, Imagine being in a marriage that was about to end and now you're stuck in your place together. Something like, it would yeah. just be really challenging. Um, yeah. How, is there anything about uh, your practice that has shifted or changed that would be worth sharing? Um, you know, I, I think the, the thing for me over the past few weeks, I, I, I feel like I'm just getting this like cross section of the economy, you know, like all of my clients are in different industries and, and have different passions. And so, um, you know, people are, people need coaching now more than ever. Um, and so it's just, it's actually, I think the thing that shifted is just, it's just being with people wherever they are, but like, we're always doing that, right? It's just different circumstances. Um, but the other thing, the other cool thing is I just launched a group for women, um, last week, you know, and, and a couple months ago I had said, okay, you know, March 15th, I'm going to launch this group, you know, kind of pick the date arbitrarily. And, um, you know, the group is all about desire and going after what you want and pleasure and, you know, all of these things. Um, and I had a moment where I was like, oh gosh, like, you know, you, 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 there's like, you feel like, like, am I being a fraud? You know, like, is this the most important thing right now? And then I realized I was like, oh no, no, no. Like we need women that are fully in their desire right now. Like it's actually needed now more than ever. And so, yeah, I'm really grateful that like somehow serendipitously I had planned this group already and filled it. So, you know, I have a group of women that are like, all right, like we're stuck indoors. How do we be in our pleasure? Um, <laughs> and it's actually like really enlivening. Nice. Well, this is perfect then. Cause we have, I feel like I'm surrounded in this episode by two powerful women. Um, let's, let's, uh, let's meet our guest and let's see, I'm curious what she thinks and about all of this and even like, you know, feedback on what you just shared and, and, and really digging into what makes her unique and, and successful. Um, so our guest today is Mia Hewitt. Mia has co-owned and operated seven-figure businesses. She's an international speaker, a world-class business coach. She helps purpose-driven entrepreneurs stop struggling to live in alignment with their dreams so they can scale six and seven figures the fast way. She's also the founder of Aligned Intelligence, a methodology that removes all blind spots, fear, anxiety, and self-doubt. This is what allows her clients to make accurate decisions, work smarter, not harder, so they maximize their results in less time, feeling free to be me, living the life they've always known they were meant for. What's up, Mia? How are you? Hey, it's so great to be here. It's so great to hear what, what everybody's experiencing. Like, I really, I really honor that. So fun to be here. So thanks so much for having me, guys. Where, where are you in the world? I'm in Boston right now. What's it like in Boston? You know, I don't actually, um, I'm informed, but I really actually don't pay attention to a lot of the news. And I, and I mean that with um, not a Pollyanna approach at all. Um, the only news that I would watch or I would recommend people listening to, there's two, would be the CDC, the Center for Disease Control. Um, and I love Peter Diamandis's Future Loop. It's where you can subscribe to it for free, but he, he brings you um, the AI of all the best of the best of how they're tackling this coronavirus. So it's like really telling you the positive things that are happening. I think the biggest thing that um, 
we can often forget, or maybe we don't even know as a consumer, that the news makes money based on how many eyeballs they can get to listen, watch. So they're going to dramatize. They're not going to talk about um, everything that's going right. And they're going to only shed light on everything that's going wrong. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, I don't know if you've, I just noticed this the other day. If you mm. type in um, CNN.com onto your browser, mm-hmm. what actually it populates is breaking news. It says like breaking news, something, whatever. And yeah. I had, and I was talking to my mom actually about this and I went, isn't it crazy that there's breaking news 24 seven? That's not possible. It's not, <laughs> it's not possible that there's breaking news like that has that means they're inventing it they're, it doesn't mean they're inventing situations but i love your point of like they're dramatizing it because yeah that's how they make money it's just important to keep that um in check because when you don't understand that then it can feel like everything is like crashing down and like i want to like really get us present to that every moment a person dies in a car accident, right? Like another one just died. Like another one just died, right? Like if we really, the thing that is different though is we don't have it popping up in our newsfeed all day long. So it's not that we've ever really lived with certainty in, in the sense of like the truth is there's no way in this time space reality that we live in to avoid risk. The very fact that we were born puts us, not that we're going to die, that we are dying. Like, I know that's not, I just want to really make us present to the truth. I'm, I'm very big at really helping people just see the truth and separate the truth from the lies that we've been taught. And so when we can understand that, um, you know, the truth is there's no way to avoid risk. And the only thing that we could ever really manage is what risk we're going to choose. Meaning, you know, let's say if, um, if I'm an entrepreneur and I'm sitting on my couch watching Netflix, that's still, I'm still choosing, right? I'm still creating just as much as someone who's actually really creating an incredible opportunity right now, that person is still creating. It's not that I'm saying one, like, I'm not judging it whether one's right, one's wrong, but both are creating something. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So when we can get really present to there's no such thing as a life in this time space reality without risk, then what we want to really look at in is really like understand that fear is actually a natural emotion. It really is awesome because it signals a potential for threat to our physical body or emotional safety. But if we um, leave fear unchecked, if we don't check that, right, like check ourselves um, by the facts that then what happens is it leads to negative behaviors, poor decision making. So one of the things that I really like, I think it's like the most opportune time. Let me say it this way. So I feel like... I've been an entrepreneur for 31 years. So I have been through, I'm old. I've been through a lot of markets. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like I have been through downturns after like market changes, you know, the Y2K, the, um, you know, when the housing market collapsed. I mean, I've been through it all. And and my first business that I grew to multi-million was um, an insurance company in Florida. So we were hit with hurricane after hurricane. You know, we were one of the top writers in the whole entire state. And then um, throughout the time, they ended up taking away um, our homeowner policies. We can no longer write. And then they reduced. Like, I have been through it all. But here's what I really want to say. That's not my point. My point is that, um, you know, to me, this is no different than a season. You know how like in in seasons, there's winter, there's spring, there's fall, there's seasons. So to resist this season is where the discord happens. Does that make sense? Like rather than resist the season, that would be like trying to fight winter. I mean, like 
it's in freaking impossible. Like you're going to exhaust you because winter's just going to be winter. Like, wait, you know, I'm in Boston right now. So I'm from Florida. So I really know what that means. You know, like fighting winter is just ridiculous. Right. And so why, <laughs> right. Like, yeah. and I, and I'm not, I'm not discounting what people are feeling. So please don't you know, yeah. misunderstand me. I'm not saying that how you feel isn't valid, but even though it's valid, you have to separate it. That it is it really true? Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. No, it makes it makes complete sense. And, and you know, on on that note, I would I would love to hear um, yeah. a little bit more about how you work with um, your your clients around their fears. Sure. Um, especially like in a time like this, right? Um, people, people are looking for answers. And sure. I know you've been on like a whole journey with this. Um, so I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the biggest thing, so every, when somebody comes to me, they've, I've never had anyone, and it's not their fault, but I've never had anyone come with the right problem. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Wait, is so, there a right problem? Can you, I want to bring it yeah. to my coach this week. So like, so like <laughs> you know what I mean? So like there's, they never have the right problem. So they'll come to me and they'll think um, they need, they're missing a certain strategy and that the real problem is they don't have the right strategy. When really it'll be like, they don't know how to process their own emotions. So they're constantly overreacting and self-sabotaging. Right. Mm -hmm. So they'll think yeah. the problem is X, but the real problem is Y. So we have to solve the Y, which is really what's stopping them so that we can free them um, from really, you know, to really be their full potential, which is what they really want. So I want to first say that like the best thing we could do during this time is learn how to process our emotions. Because when we know how to process our emotions, we no longer wallow in them or feel controlled by them, right? Like that is really what happens. And so I, um, I'm an unusual business coach because I heal traumas. I'm a business coach that heals trauma. So I heal the trauma first so that I free them emotionally and then, um, which then frees their mind. Then once I do that, I can help anyone make as much money as they want. Because once we free the emotional, um, what has them, you know, stuck, stopped and struggling, it lit now, now everything makes sense. And now when we apply a strategy, of course they can achieve it. Like, mm -hmm. right. So let me just give you a little bit of understanding. So, um, there's a lot of misunderstandings that we're taught, um, that are simply not true. The first thing is that, that, that we have this belief in our society that it's normal that everybody has a problem. When yeah. the, right? Like, it's like there's not a life without problems. Mm -hmm. When, if we understand the universal law of polarity, right? This is a universal law. It's like gravity, right? Gravity doesn't care if you're a three-year-old child or you're 60 years old and you step off of a three-story building, you're going to feel the impact of gravity. So gravity just is. So truth just is. It's not, it's not, it can't be truth if it's only for a certain amount of people. Truth is truth, right? Yeah. So the law of polarity, which is a truth, says Nowhere in this universe, this time-space reality we live in, exists a half of something. So that means for up to exist, down exists. For in to exist, out exists. For lack to exist, abundance must equally exist at the same moment in time. For a problem to exist, the opposite and equal solution must exist at the same moment in time. So... Yeah. The fact that we are trained or taught or conditioned or, you know, come to believe that life is all about problems is only half of the equation. The truth is, you know, for every problem, there's a solution. Is that making sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, love, right? I, love, I, I love how you explained it. I talk about that, that a lot with um, like a swing set as a good example or mm -hmm. like, 
right? It can't either, you can't go forward if it doesn't go back. Right. It can only go as high forward as it can go back. You can't put, barely pull it back and hope that it swings up super high. And I don't know if you guys have noticed this. I know for me with the clients that I've had, a lot of my very successful business clients have said things like, you know, they, they made complaints about the stock market. And mm-hmm. one of the things I'll share is like, did I just want to be clear, like, did you think it was an only a thing that only went up? Like you knew when you entered into it, it was a thing that went both ways, right? Because that's how it works. Yeah. And it's interesting to see people's perspective because they know it in their brain, but when it doesn't go the way they want, all of a sudden it's act, the, that law of polarity becomes a problem. Right. And that's exactly what I mean by then what happens is because they're not in reality, they're in a perception of reality, right? This is not a judgment. This just means what's happening. What happens to them is then they're blind to seeing the opportunity. Oh, wow. Here's going to be a slowdown. I should move some money right now. They don't see the opportunity because they're not in the reality of it, they're only in the perception or that one way. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, totally. This was my conversation with my financial advisor last week. (laughs) Yeah. 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 What did they say to you? Yeah. Well, I mean, she was just like, stay put. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And it was actually really helpful to just like, look at the data of like some of the market highs actually happen around the same time as the market lows. Yeah. And if you miss those high days, like you're actually, like it actually doesn't serve you. Right. And defeats the whole purpose of putting your money in the market in the first place. Um, But as you know, an amateur investor, I'm like, what am I doing? And she was like, listen, we're just staying put right where you are. Yeah. Okay. Some of the biggest, um, some of the biggest money will be created from this time. Mm -hmm. Like, like this is an opportunity where I buy a lot. I buy a lot low. (laughs) I do the opposite of what other people do. So, you know, right now, like, you know, we're all planned out for what we're buying at a low. So we're holding weight to see, like, you know, before it peaks, uh, where it will come back. We're just going to buy low. Um, And this is the biggest thing that in, I always remember Jack Welch, who used to be the CEO of GE. He said, never miss a good opportunity like a great recession. Mm -hmm. It's all perspective. Yeah. It's all perspective, right? This isn't morality. This isn't right, wrong, or this isn't, I'm not talking about um, trying to um, screw people um, or, you know, price gouge or anything like that. I'm not talking at all like that. I'm literally just talking the truth of how wealth is created. And so yeah. it's really important um, in this time, because inside of understanding how to process of our emotions, what happens is the, our emotional system, if you can think of it really more like a food, right? When we eat, when we pee and poop, right? In order to bring the body back to homeostasis, right? So we process our foods, bring it back to homeostasis. The problem is, is we're never taught how to do that with our emotions. So our emotions, right? Our emotion, right? That energy that moves through us must always be able, we, we need to really understand the way we work so that we can process those emotions so we don't feel caught up in them or, or being controlled by them. Um, because what happens is when we don't learn this, and this starts from childhood, then as adults, we try to compensate because we don't know how to process them by either working all the time. So those are my burnouts. So my clients that come to me because they make a lot of money, but they're just, I, I don't want to cuss on your show, but I cuss. <laughs> so I won't cuss if you don't allow your cussing. You're, but, you're, you're okay. Okay, because my natural thing to say is like, you know, and they're just fucking working their asses off. And they're like, oh my God, you know, I'm miserable. Yeah, that used to be me, right? I grew up poor. And, um, I just, you know, I had some really bad things happen to me as a child being poor. My dog, who I love dearly, our house was so infested with fleas. 
Um, they literally sucked the blood out of him. That night, the roaches were so bad. We had to learn. We had to live, um, learn to live with the sheets pulled and sleep with the sheets pulled over our heads. So they, when they ran on us at night, they wouldn't go in our mouths. I, I had some one of the most traumatic times during that time. But I, I literally made a decision. I don't know how I'm going to make money, but I'm not going to be poor for the rest of my life. And I made a serious decision never to be poor again. That being said. You can take a lot of action and make a lot of money and still be fucking miserable. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I, so, so then there's my, those are my, um, my entrepreneurs that, you know, I'm no longer doing that. I, I teach it from a whole different way. I built my second one completely from flow, no longer, um, in survival mode. Um, so I teach people how to thrive and no longer survive. And, but those are my work. Those are the workaholics, right? We have then adults that are, comp, you know, compensating because they don't know how to process their emotions. So their drug of choice may be always buying things. They're shopaholics. Or maybe they're always eating food. They're always overeating. Or maybe it's the entrepreneur who constantly needs validation. Constantly. Like, please approve of me. Please approve of me. Or maybe it's, you know, they're going to porn or excess alcohol. My point is, this is not a judgment in any way. It's because nobody ever taught them. They would have had to have had a role model of how to process your emotions so that you can really feel like back to the success side. If, right, if, if failure of an experience exists, then the equal and opposite success of that same experience must equally exist as well. Mia, I want to really want to talk about how we can apply, like help coaches sure. current during this time, like what we can teach them or what advice you'd have for them. What I, what I noticed in that I've seen with, I don't coach, I have a couple coach coaches that are clients, but most of my uh, clients do other business or entrepreneurs or own businesses. And yep. what I noticed is to, to kind of look at what you shared is a lot of them from inside the business, right? Mm -hmm. From inside what's going on, they're unable to see what's possible. So I've, I've done some consulting with some restaurant groups this week about yeah. all these different ways they could make money that yeah. when I threw just some ideas, just brainstorming, they were like, oh my God, I never would have thought of these things, right? And yeah. that's not weird. They're inside. They're only thinking of all the ways they've always made money. Correct. So for coaches that are listening to this, I, I, I don't know about you, Kaylin, or you mean like, I know a lot that there's some that are like, Hey, there's opportunity here. This is going to be like this. We wouldn't wish for this, but we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do our best in this situation. And then I also know a lot that are like really afraid that think they're going to lose their business or a lot of their clients have, are completing or leaving them. What, what advice do you have or what ways could do you think we could support them to kind of keep moving forward? Like what's outside the box that they can't Sure. See? Sure. Well, the cool thing is, is that everywhere your fear is coming up, it lets you know there's a misunderstanding. Like, it truly is a misunderstanding, right? So it will show you where your, um, like where you thought you had something as a belief, but you really don't, right? Or it'll show you where you thought you had something, but you really needed a, a much deeper skill set in that, right? Like um, it, it will show us everywhere there's an opportunity for our next level of growth, right? Because we can't solve a problem that we're not willing to have or accept, right? Like if we don't accept, so we first have to come to acceptance, like, huh, like look lovingly, look lovingly at all parts of in your mind where fear has taken hold. That's the first thing that I would do is so I would pull back and um, literally, you know, uh, like have, these are the action steps I would, I would a hundred percent give. I would say the first thing is pull back. Like when I say pull back, I mean literally like become an observer of yourself. So go back up in the wall and like a camera up in the wall and look down at yourself. Just notice what are you doing? What are you focusing on? So the first is pull back. What am I focusing on? And then write down how you're feeling, right? Without any judgment. 
without any judgment, like nothing's wrong. And then from there, I would acknowledge that that's how you, that's valid. Cause we're, we want to acknowledge our feelings. The way to move through them is to first acknowledge that we're feeling it. Right. And then from acknowledgement without judgment, right. Then we, what we want to do is give ourselves permission to actually process those emotions to feel heard. So acknowledge what we're saying. So, and then this is the, you know, a great one I say all the time, even though this is valid, is it really true? Is it true? So now we're going to look at like separating the lie from the, you know, from the truth of it. What am I really making this mean? You see, when we change the meaning that we're giving um, to the emotions, as emotions are either bad or good, right, wrong, and we get genuinely curious, then what happens is our emotions become our guidance system rather than something we're trying to get rid of or cover up. Because it allows us to get to the root cause of where the misunderstanding is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because it's actually a gift. Like it's a gift. It's a gift when we're scared because it shows us something in our thinking and, you know, is, is literally pointing and focusing, giving meaning to something that is only half the equation. So now we want to separate the truth from the lie, right? So we, so because it's always at the source, anytime we feel scared, it really means that's we don't feel like we're capable. So we don't feel capable or we don't know how, or we feel like a victim, like it's happening to us it's, or it's out of our control. Yeah, totally. When in truth, well, we are never a victim, right? Of our feelings, because the truth is nothing that we are experiencing is caused by anything outside of us. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. Are you seeking to change your career to something that is both fulfilling and challenging? Do you want to help people reach their full potential and strive to achieve their dreams? Would you like to inspire those around you and help create a better world? If you're serious about a career change or just want to explore the craft of personal coaching, contact Accomplishment Coaching with locations across the country in Washington, D.C., Seattle, Chicago, New York City, and San Diego. Accomplishment Coaching is the leading institution in personal coaching. Our staff carefully monitors the entire program live during the training process and have met the strict standards of ICF International to achieve accreditation. Through a focus on quality instruction rather than endless modules of training, Accomplishment Coaching will guide you from your very first step all the way to becoming one of the finest coaches in the world. Visit AccomplishmentCoaching.com to learn more. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. Christopher McAuliffe is your source for the latest in the world of personal coaching. Whether it be speaking with such luminaries as Deepak Chopra or getting the newest techniques and innovation, The Coaching Show is always on the cutting edge of what's happening now. The Coaching Show is brought to you by Accomplishment Coaching, home of the world's finest coach training program. Here is Christopher McAuliffe, Master Certified Coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mia, was there a point where you remember like all of this, like, coming together like a moment in time when you were like okay because it sounds like you were on this journey for a while like you read every single book you could you worked with lots of different coaches and but for some reason at the end of the day you were like gosh like still what's the thing yes so yeah was there like a defining moment yeah there really was um so (laughs) I, i there really was um and I, and I really mean this without any judgment, but I, I, I feel that we, in the personal development world, that there is a big misunderstanding. We think that if we, are aware, if, we help, if we help someone become aware of something, that that's enough to get a result. 
Does that make sense? Like um, awareness. I cannot tell you how many people I get that they're like, oh, I'm aware of it, but I don't, I don't have any skills or know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. So awareness is not enough to get a result. And we, we were taught this in school. So like we were taught in, um, if you in school, if you memorize something and can repeat it back, you can get an A. In, in life, as far as results, that doesn't work. You can, <laughs> in order to get the result that you want, you cannot have a concept of it. And most people come to me, they all have things as concepts and they don't know how to actually live it. And those are two separate worlds. Does that make sense? Yeah, right. It's just simply not enough to be like, oh, I, I see that thing. Like yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, well, cool. like, you see yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. they'll say things like, well, just think positive. And you're like, I'll freaking kill you right now. Don't tell me, like, like, that's like the worst thing that you could freaking say, right? Like, I'm not kidding though, right? Like, I mean, how many times did this happen to me where they were like, oh, well, just think, you know, positive or um, what was another, they would say these tons of things like this to me and it would drive me insane because I was like, if I could do that, don't you think I would have done that by now? Like, I'm really not trying to sabotage myself. And so here's where the big misunderstanding is. This is where the breakthrough happened. And it happened when there was a guy I paid, you know, so I've spent about a half a million dollars of my own on coaching. I don't teach what any of those people coach me on. I actually found my own methodology called aligned intelligence. But here's where the breakthrough came. I remember I paid this best-selling author, very famous in personal development, $50,000 to work with him. And I'm very coachable. So if you tell me, so I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to come back and say, okay, like, this is what happened. What do you think? Um, and I was doing everything he said and I wasn't getting the results. So I said, what do you think it is? Like, I was just genuinely curious. Like, what do you think I'm missing? And I'll never forget. He said to me, Mia, you, must, you just need to go in your room and lock the door and not come out until you figure this out. And I, this is when the ghetto side of me comes out. Remember, I did grow up poor. And I was like, I didn't fucking need to pay you $50,000 to tell me that. I could have just gone in my room and done that myself. So I was really pissed. But it was actually the catalyst I needed to really go, okay, I keep looking for these people to tell me what I'm missing. And they don't know because they're missing it too. Mm. So then I became obsessed. Like, that's all a genius ever is, by the way. Like we give all this credit to geniuses, but the truth is what a genius is, is somebody who's completely obsessed. And I just became obsessed and single-minded that I was going to figure this out. And I did. What I found was this is not intellectual. Like what stops people? The reason why, that's why um, my clients have huge, like just let me just say this. So I was coaching a guy in my front end. I have a small group program. I only take 10, 10 to 12 people because I believe in quality over quantity. So I'm, you will never see me, you know, with 5,000 people, 10,000 people, you know, and so forth because you can't get a result. So I believe in um, quality over quantity. So I have like, you know, 10 people on my front end on this. And after one, one session of that, it was so profound of what I taught him and taught everyone in that room. This guy went and created 250,000 in this market right now, a week ago, created $250,000. So the reason, and that happens all the time. This is, that's not like a, Oh, that's just this weird thing. And it's not just because of me. Like I'm, I'm just teaching the truth and the truth really sets people free. <laughs> right. So it's like, this is really what happens, but he had, these are the kind of experiences. So I had a client, um, one of my clients, um, just recently, she had created her entire year goal by the second month of working with me. That's awesome. The entire year. Now, Why? This is not rock. Like I'm, not, I'm really not trying to say there's anything special about me because there isn't. I just really got the truth. So here's what they're missing. They keep thinking this is all in the mind, and I'm not saying that that voice in the mind is hasn't happened, right? But that's a symptom of a deeper root cause. 
So I'm going to, I'm going to explain how I got this all. So how it all comes together. So the truth is all behaviors are emotional. They're not intellectual. Does that make sense? Or say it said another way, we can't think greater than how we feel. We can't think greater than how we feel. So what I found was that every single human being has had an original um, trauma. So meaning like as the child grows, right? The child is born and they completely believe in themselves. You guys were going to remember this, right? Remember time when you completely, you totally trusted yourself, you trusted others and you trusted life. Yeah, mine there happened was, when I, after I met Kaylin. That, that <laughs> came later in life. <laughs> yeah. It, it all happens before the age of seven. And the reason the trauma happens is because um, we don't have a conscious mind. Um, you know, our, our sub, uh, we only have a subconscious mind. So our prefrontal cortex isn't developed until after seven, it starts getting developed. So what happens in those earlier stages is since we only have the subconscious mind, which is known as the feeling mind, what happens is when we, ex we go into an experience and something happens, we didn't even know could happen. We didn't even know that that was possible. And we don't know how to process our emotions. We get trapped. Our emotions get stuck. Like we feel like, oh my gosh, there's something really wrong with me. Right? There must be something wrong with me because before this day, I never felt like this before. Right? And then because we don't have a role model of how to process it, we make a decision in our mind. There, you know, never to show anyone this again. And we hide that piece of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So then we become our ego. That's the day, the birth of our ego, right? Yeah. So we create an act or an ego as a way to now to compensate life because we, we are wanting to hide so that nobody ever knows that part of us again. So then what happens is in personal development, the reason why it doesn't work through the mind is what, without knowing it, what they're trying to do is enlighten your ego, which you cannot enlighten the ego. The mm. ego will never be enlightened because the ego's only job is to have you survive. Right? So yeah. in truth, you're not insecure. Your ego is. Right. So yeah. once we, he once we heal the trauma, emotion, the emotional trauma that was stuck there, everything, the pattern that created the trauma, like everything around that literally gets freed. Well, because the person is doing it, I'm not doing it to them. I'm just supporting them as the guide. They heal themselves. I'm just helping them heal by showing them exactly how to do it. They literally heal the, that emotion, that stuff. And then it frees the mind. So the mind stops running that trap. And then I teach them the skills of how to then no longer live there in that place so that they, like, I don't have a voice. I don't have a voice in my head anymore that like runs. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't, I'm fully present right here with you. I'm not thinking, oh my God, what are they going to say? What, am I going to do this right? Am I going to do that wrong? Should I have said this? Should I have said that? Well, and these are all things I used to say. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm only saying that because that was me. Is that making sense? Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably doing it enough for all three of us. And, so. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. I feel that, man, because that's exactly what happens from the original trauma. Yeah. Now, I want to say this. Trauma is in the eye of the beholder. Mm. Trauma is not in the circumstance. Let me give you an exact story. So there was these two twins and they were about four years old and uh, they were sleeping and the mother comes in and she's like, hurry up, hurry up, get up, get up. Your father's coming home and he's drunk. Go in underneath my bed and don't say a word. Don't come out until I tell you to. So the two twins go and they go underneath the bed really hurry. And one is like, wow, I don't know what's going on. Falls, falls fast asleep because he didn't really make it mean anything. The second one was so traumatized, he blacked out. Hmm. That one that blacked out wakes up the next day 
is now crying, becomes known as the sensitive one. He's always looking over his shoulder for the shoe to drop. He can never be successful. Everything he does falls apart. His other brother becomes hugely successful. Two twins, same trauma, two different responses, mm-hmm. right? One didn't make it a trauma and the other one did. I coached that one, the one that, um, it's a true story. Um, and then inside of healing him from that experience, because they never think it's going to be that experience. They don't come to me with the right problem, right? Once we healed that, he then became the number one salesperson in his company. And within three months went out, went on to be an entrepreneur and own his own company. Can we, I want to transition because I, I, this is, I mean, I feel like we could let you educate all of us forever and and there's and you have so much stuff that i want to just like learn more about and share with the listeners we tell us a little about your book you have a book called meant for more how to stop secretly struggling and become a force to be reckoned with when did you write this book it just came out um so just this last year where can people find it Yes. Um, well, actually, for your listeners, I'm going to do something that they can't get any. It'll be for free. The e-copy will be for free. They'll have a password. So I'll give it to you in the show notes, right? You have show notes? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll give you the link and the, the password and everything, and they can just download it for free. But um, it is on Amazon. I've been all over the world with it in the sense of that. Um, it's it's I, I love, love, love um, how many people have share with me on a daily basis how much this book changed their life. So the book is, the, my intention for writing the book is it's the book that I wish somebody, you know, I'm 52, so it's the book I wish somebody would have given me like in my, you know, 18, when I was 18 years old. Like if I would have had this book, it would have saved me an entire lifetime of doing things like ineffectively or not understanding why things happen to me. Um, and it really does help you find your original trauma. And then it teaches you all the truth of how life really works, not what you've been told how it works, and then how you function as a human being so that you can work with life instead of having it feel like life is always against you. Mm. Um, I'm curious as Kaylin can't, Kaylin can't talk at this part because we're the only two that have actually written books here. Uh, (laughs) Um, and I love that you wrote the, like the book that you would think that, you know, that you wanted to be given. That's kind of the same approach I took. Like I wrote the book that I would have wanted to know about myself or like, it was really for me and it sounds like this was for you. And we know that it can help others. I am curious for you, what was the biggest challenge in in that, in the actual process that you had to overcome in writing the book? <laughs> well, um, I love that you asked that question. So because I understand the way the mind works, so we are hardwired to under, to really digest stories. I told my story. So I am in the book. I tell people this in the very beginning, but I, it's often overlooked. I wrote it. It's a story. I didn't write it as a, you know, let me just tell you I'm not talking at people. It's an actual story. It's true. Um, I am both Sue, which is my younger self, just not to confuse people. And then I am Mia, who I am now. So Sue is being coached by Mia to unravel everything. So every, the the funny thing about this was, so I really kind of fucked myself is what I'm telling you. I, I made this so much harder because I wrote it in a story format because I knew that people would really see it in themselves if I did it that way. Mm. Like that was my biggest challenge was like, holy crap, I got to write it from, you know, because I don't live there anymore. Right. But I had to go back as my younger self and I had to write from there of how I felt. And even though I can pull from my clients and how they feel, I had to like go back and re like, you know, relive those stories and then come back to who I am now. And then how would I coach that person now? And so it's, (laughs) it was a really fascinating process to say the least. Um, But (laughs) I really made it a lot harder by doing it in a story. But that's the reason why I know when people reach out to me, I know why, because they're like, oh my God, it's like you wrote this for me. And I did. 
I really did. Like every single person who says, I feel like you wrote, you literally were speaking just to me. That was my intention. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and I'd love to hear more about <clears throat> like you, you, you talked about, um, kind of like the ego voice virtually yeah. disappearing. Yes. Um, and, and I'm curious about that because some people talk about it in the sense that it's like, oh, you, it's there, but you turn the volume down um, over time. So I'm really curious about this, like the possibility of yep. just completely disappearing that. Can yeah. you say more about that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in in the sense of what I mean by that, it's not that I'm saying that um, I couldn't pull that out because the for one to exist, the equal like for my aligned self to exist, the equal and opposite ego self has to exist as well, right? But I no longer operate from there, so I don't have a voice in my head where I used to always have a voice in my head. So yeah, I'm happy to talk about that. Um, it's, you know, this is where people really the core issue of why entrepreneurs struggle, right? So um, it's going to be inside of that original trauma when they made the decision that um, there's something wrong with them. They're unworthy or flawed, right? Then they don't make the money they want to make or don't feel that they, they can charge um, adequately or somehow that'll show up inside of some way that they're doing their sales or in their company. Um, maybe they're the ones trying to do everything to prove they are good enough, right? So they don't really hire people um, and so forth. Or let's say um, they're afraid they're going to outshine or offend or be judged, Right. So they um, hold themselves back because they're so afraid that somebody's going to judge them. That's like a huge one. Right. Because the way the trauma happened was all from the fear of doing something wrong that they were judged. So here comes that trauma. Right. Again, it's all the it's always the same original trauma. And then then the abandonment one. That's a big one. Um, the fear of leaving people behind. Um, so, or feeling disloyal, right? Like if they, if they go and become really successful, that people won't love them, um, or what gives them the right, like they have guilt, right? So shame or guilt or the burden of success. This is another one I hear all the time, the fear of responsibility, right? So it comes down to like, they're afraid, um, because they get overwhelmed and overwhelmed again is all part of the trauma because clarity is your natural state. Clarity is natural. You don't see a blackbird walking around in circles <laughs> in anxiety, trying to figure shit out. Like it's, that doesn't happen. If you look at any, you know, our animal, you know, those that have not been conditioned by humans. Um, if you look at animals, there's no anxiety type patterns or, you know, concern of like not enough or something's wrong. That's a human conditioning that's from the trauma, right? So the voice, what happens is when we heal these and then we learn how to know, not operate from that because once we heal it and then we put the skill sets in, um, what is necessary, th there's, this is what Eckhart told, this is what people say to me all the time. They're like, I knew this as a concept because I've studied Eckhart Tolle and he talks about the present of now, but you actually have helped me actually live it. Yes. I actually live in the present. I live right here, right now. And that's the reason the voice isn't running because what happens is the voice would come out if I, if before, when I didn't understand that, um, it's what the anxiety is about a concern for the future. Well, the future never comes. Have you noticed that? Nobody's ever seen it. That's why it's called the future. <laughs> right? So there is no future. So, but when we project fear into something we can't control, because it's really more about control. Um, and we realize, and that's why I teach a lot of helping people understand that you have all the power, none of the control. Feel, feel the difference of that. You have all the power, none of the control. You're not going to control gravity. You're not. You're not going to control winter. 
you're not. You're not going to control the coronavirus. You're not. But you can totally be empowered during this time. You can completely like um, build up your cells. I do this breathing technique in the mornings um, that really oxygenates and superpowers my cells because it feels good to do so in alignment. I'm not doing it out of fear. I'm doing it because it feels in alignment for what feels right to do right now. So I'm empowering myself. I don't focus on the drama. I'm very much you know, aware of everything that's happening in the world inside of like, if you just look, take all the meaning out because every event is actually neutral, right? The meaning is what creates whether we're focusing on the fear of it or the love of it. But the truth is all events are neutral. So if I just look at the sheer number, the reason why I have chosen to self-sequester way before they ever told me to like, I don't even know if they've told us to here because I've been doing it for so long um, before they did. But the reason it was just because of the sheer numbers. If you do the mathematical um, look at it, there is no way that mathematically, if we didn't sell sequester just to stop the spread of it, that our healthcare system could possibly handle the amount of overload. It's just not possible. Yeah. Right. But that's not that's completely from a neutrality, not like, oh, my God. There's something really, really wrong, right? Like, it's just like, that makes total sense in reality, right? I'm just fully present with reality. And so it's like, that would make sense. So from a completely valid, you know, like understanding the mathematical, it's like, okay, let me self-sequester. I'm going to do that breathing. I also take knack because um, it was recommended by uh, Dr. Mohammed, who um, owns the DNA company. So NAC is a micronutrient that you can get over the counter. Um, and it has really shown incredible, um, studies are behind it that it reduces inflammation in the lungs. And, um, he said mucus inflammation and in the mucus lining in the lungs. And he said that he was taking that his family, he was giving it to his family as just a natural, like, you know, something like, would you take a vitamin C, right? During this time. And I thought, cool, that sounds in alignment, right? So I decided to take that. But other than that, like I am not doing anything different other than those things. Um, I've helped my entrepreneurs like shift fast. Like the biggest thing I, I you know, cause I have some brick and mortar and then a lot of online. And so the online, it's not as affected um, in the sense of because when we understand how to respond to it, more people are attracted to us. Um, when the brick and mortar, um, those people, I help them shift really quick. Those that I could um, get them to shift real fast inside of what they could do online um, so that it really didn't cause any kind of slowdown. We did that like weeks ago. So they were like ahead of like, they, as soon as that started happening, we, they were on top of it. And so they've done really, really, really well um, through it. Is, am I, did I answer all your no, I want to make sure you, I did. You did. <laughs> okay. And our t it's, you dropped so many like little golden nuggets and shared so much about your book and your practice and your clients that, I mean, the time has flown by. Cool. Um, I want people, I want to remind people where to find you, how to track you down, how to learn from you, where to get your book. So yeah. Mia, uh, you've been, you know, if you've been listening to this episode, you've been listening to Mia Hewitt and you can find Mia at her, on her website, which is M-I-A-H-E-W-E-T-T.com. Mm -hmm. And you can also find you on LinkedIn. Your name is the way to find you there on your business. Facebook page is Mia Hewitt official. On Instagram, it's Mia.Hewitt. And you can find the book on, uh, what is it? Mia meant, Mia meant for more book. Is that what it is? Not yeah, I know. That's why I said I was going to say, I'm going to give it to you so that you can actually um, put it in the, put show, in the notes. show notes. Yeah, yeah, because it's so hard, but it's Mia meant for more book.com. <laughs> and then they'll have a password and they can download it for free, for awesome. sure. We'll yeah. All that in the show notes. Thank you so much for being Pleasure, here. Pleasure, man. Thanks yeah. For thanks for your generosity. Absolutely, yeah. Alex and Kaylin. It's been wonderful to hang out with you guys for an hour. Thank you so much for all you're doing for the world. Like I really acknowledge both of you for um, your stand for helping people. Your generous hearts. You've got incredible hearts. I can feel you. Um, so I really acknowledge the two of you. Thank you so much for having me on.
Thanks. Thanks for bringing so much like power and possibility. That's what I'm really taking away is like how much possibility that exists in a time that could feel really dark for a lot of people. Kaylin, buddy, thanks for (laughs) partnering with me. I want to remind people where they can find you, which is Kaylin McDuff and it's spelled C-A-I-L-I-N-M-C-D-U-F-F.com. And you have a beautiful new website. Um, (laughs) People should also check you out on Instagram at Kaylin McDuff. Anything else you wanna you wanna share or leave people with before we wrap this episode up? Um, I don't think so. Thanks. And I'm Alex Terranova. This is the coaching show. Christopher McCullough will be back next week. And you can find me at thedreammason.com or inspirational Alex on Instagram. Uh, and you can check out the Dream Mason podcast or Flip the Lens podcast, which are also on Accomplishment Media, along with the coaching show. Spotify, uh, iTunes, and anywhere you find podcasts. And that's it for this week. Thank you. We'll see you next week. All right. Thanks. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening to The Coaching Show. We will talk to you next week.